Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Pnimius, the down-to-earth Hasidus podcast. Today we're going to analyze three amazing traders of the Baal Shem Tov um, that speak about the value of MS and Sheker, their contrasts, the meaning of each one, what exact space, so to speak, spiritual space they occupy and how that relates to our avoida. So we start with a very poetical uh, quote from Shira Shirim. In Shira Shirim, we say, um, I'm looking for the exact posuk. It says, you know, Shira Shirim, it's like a metaphor of love between man and wife, and it, that's a metaphor for our relationship and connection and love that includes highs and lows in our connection with Hashem, we as the Kala, Hashem as the Chosan. And so it says that she's searching for him. I'm lying down at night, I feel lonely, and I am looking the one that I loved, that, I, that my soul loves. I look for him and I can't find him. Um, I'll get up. I'll go to the street. I'll go to the markets. I'm looking for the one that my soul loves. I keep on looking and I, can't, I couldn't find them. And then uh, she says she found the, the Shoimrim and she was asking them. Na, 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 na. Eventually, until finally, until I found them, I grabbed them and I will not let go until I bring him to my parents' home. Basically, until they uh, uh, get married, they finalize the relationship, so to speak. Um, in other words, the Nishoma is thirsty for Hashem. The Nishom in this world is like literally looking for her love. Um, of course, our goof doesn't always understand the thirst of our nefesh. And so when the nefesh gets anxious to find the Shem, the goof just understands, oh, you're anxious, let me give you a cookie, you'll be fine. But then, <laughs> but then eventually you have to realize that it's actually your living Nishoma that's, that's trying to find its connection with Elokus in this world. Now, the Baal Shem Tov says that this could be compared with an example of a king who invites the whole kingdom, invites everyone, open house to the palace, and whoever wants could come and spend time with the king. Everyone was so excited. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So they all ran to it, but the king did something very interesting. He made a, he called, he calls it an seinaim, like a trick, to trick the eyes. Um, I don't know how they imagined that in the time of the Baal Shem Tov, but nowadays we have a good way to imagine it with virtual reality and holograms. You can project something in 3D and it looks like real. So the Melech made as a fake reality in which you walk inside the palace and you find yourself in an incredible ballroom full of pleasures, the best food and the best whatever, and, 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 and gold coins, whatever you can take, it's free. 
And people are like so excited. So most people just get stuck right there. It's one of the most famous examples of the Baal Shem Tov with different uh, changes here and there. It's actually used in many, many places throughout Chzides. Um, and so basically the people, most people get stuck there. They just eat a lot and whatever, and then the time passes and, and, they, and they spend their time. So they have to go back out and they didn't get to, get to see the Melech. Some people are smarter. Some people are like, wait, if this is so good, then let's keep on going through it because like, like the whole point is to meet the Melech. It's probably, it gets better as you advance. So they do advance and they get to the second. There is like a, oh, so there is like an imaginary Mechitza, like a wall. And the people who dare to break that Mechitza, they pass through and they go to the second level. Now the second level, it's so much better. It's like full of like much better things. Tempting, I don't know, I would say, I don't know, a massage you can get, a spa, and uh, I don't know, they'll give you a house for free, you just have to sit and do the errands and sign the paperwork and whatever, sign the documents and you get a, a free land or a free house or a building and money and, and whatever you can desire in this life. <laughs> and, and as you go through the different mechitzes, you get to better places, you get to better taibes. Uh, and it gets better and better. But then most people, says the Baal Shem Tov, will get stuck in one of those levels. Most in the first, some in the second, a few in the third, very few in the fourth, and so on until very, very few, me'at mize'er, like mamish, a limited bunch, are the ones who get all the way to the king. Those who get all the way to the king then, and this is the, the punchline of the example, when they turn around, they see that the Mechitzes were all just made up. They were fake. They were never there. You were always all along together with the king. But you thought you were doing something else. You thought you were picking food or stuff or whatever. But the truth is you were right there with the king and you missed it. In other words, the Mechitzes are fake. They're invented by Hashem. The separations of all the Gashis and whatever is a product of the Tzimtzum. And, and you were always just together with Hashem, but you lost the knowledge and the consciousness of it. You lost the ability to know it, to actually be with the king, because that's what it means to be with the king, to know, to appreciate, to be conscious of the fact that you're together with the king. And he says the same thing happens as the Baal Shem Tov with all the, um, that's the way we should look at all the negative or dark concealment moments that we have, moments of bitul teiro, bitul tfilo. You have moments where like, I don't know, you can't concentrate or you, you were too busy or something happened and that day or that moment, you weren't truly connected. Or you tried to daven and you had machshavazores. Those are like mechitzes. Those are like walls standing between you and Hashem. Why? Because always the good is always surrounded by the bad. Because that's the way Hashem made that oil is always surrounded by choyshech, by darkness. But the chidush is to be a smart, the smart guy and to not buy into the darkness of the concealment of the invented mechitzes, but to know that that's just a projection that Hashem is making for some reason to test you probably. And then you should just trust in the light that there is inside of that darkness 
and keep on walking without being scared, without, uh, I don't know what word to use, without freaking uh, um, about the failure or about the concealment or about the moment, because you know that it's just a concealment. Dr. Rebbe talks about it at the end of Perich uh, chapter 29 of Tanya, how the truth is that the amuna in the heart of the Jew is always complete and it's always whole. And yet, sometimes it could be that the Yetzirah, the Nefesh because Hashem gives it permission, makes like a big balloon of air, makes you believe something, and then you fall into it, whatever. All you need is just to pop that balloon and know that the truth is there. And that's how he explains a very interesting posuk uh, in Tehillim. I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you the posuk, the, the Pirus of the Gemara, and then the amazing uh, Pirus of the Balashemto. It's hard to translate literally. In most translations, it's understood as mesubolim um, is from the word lisbol uh, to carry, to support, to hold. So it refers to the uh, to the big uh, oxen that the, like there will be healthy and, and good parnasa and everything will be okay and so the oxen will be able to bear to carry a lot of a lot of uh, yoke and everything will work perfectly um, but then the Peter of the Gemara says that alufeinu doesn't mean our best oxen it means alufeinu in Hebrew aluf means the champion or the great one about Hashem, we say alufoi sheloilom, that Hashem is the one of the universe, the Aleph, alufoi sheloilom, the first, the biggest authority, the greatest thing. So alufeinu mesubolim means our leaders will be well established. But what does it mean, mesubolim? Um, supported, carried. The Gemara explains that when a leader, when a teacher, when a rabbi, when a shliach, when someone who's a leading figure spiritually speaking, in Am Yisrael, the great, the mile of the good times that the Tehillim is describing is that our leaders are well supported by the people. Well supported means that people could take them, that, that they're not demanding too much and breaking the people. Basically, you see the success of a leader by the success of, his, of the people he's leading. If the people you're leading come out more connected to themselves, more enriched, with a deeper wealth in their soul, happier, like whatever, then you know that alufeinu, our, our heads, mesubolim, they're, they're, they're being like, people could bear them, <laughs> in other words. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting as a teacher to think about that. If you're a bearable, a bearable teacher, a bearable shliach, if people appreciate it. The Piki always says that whoever is liked by people is liked in Shomayim, but that's what it means. It doesn't mean just to be nice in society. It means that you lead everyone, like leadership is measured not by your achievements, but instead by the achievements of the people you're leading. In any case, now we go back to the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem Tov explains this, possibly like this, alufeinu mesubolim. If you have the alufoi sheloilom, alufeinu, like alufoi is Hashem, alufeinu is if I have Hashem inside of me, mesubolim, you can bear, you can put up with any challenge, with any darkness, with any fall, 
with any downturn of life. It doesn't matter if it's a machshava zoro, a hard day, a physical challenge, uh, a parnosa challenge, whatever it is that life throws at you, you'll be able to put up with it. Why? Because alufeinu, that's why mesubolim, because you have the aleph of Hashem's essence inside of you, that's why you don't pay attention to the mechitzes, and you know you just have to be strong and walk through them, because in truth, they're not there. They're, Hashem just puts them there to test you. That's the first idea, the first story of the Baal Shem Tov. It's um, in Keser Shem Tov, uh, Simen Samachvov. Now we pass to Keser Shem Tov, Simen Ein Beis. And now he connects this idea specifically regarding Machshoves. Machshoves Toivois or Machshoves Zores. There are good thoughts and bad thoughts. And he actually goes into Emes and Sheker. Because like a good thought is something that's MS, something that connects you to the truth of yourself, of the universe, the Evishter. And then there are thoughts are a lie. They are a lie because they don't represent your Etzam and Shoma and you're lying to yourself. They're a lie because they're just invented by the Etzahora to scare you or to make you anxious and to make you uncomfortable about something. They're a lie because they're inventions of your head in order for you to like... You know, the Etzahara wants you to fight with some person or whatever, so it makes you think this or that. So we have all kinds of machshovezores, which are basically the definition of a lie, sheker. The way it works, though, says the Baal Shem Tov, is that the MS is always hiding within the sheker. And this, by the way, I think I mentioned this many times, is the toughest part of the challenge. You know, in sports... <laughs> It's funny how like the players get dressed up with like different t-shirts and so it's the red group against the, the blue group and it's so cute that it's, it, that's why it's a game. Because in the true sports of life, in the true fights and, and, and battle, in reality, the, the problem is not to play the game against the challenges of reality. The problem is to be able to define the right and the wrong within the challenges of reality. In other words, the toughest part of life is to be able to identify who's red and who's blue, like who's on this side, who's on the other, because they're never so separated and so easily identifiable with a different color. The MS and the Shaker, they play catch and they're like all like one within another. And, and basically it's like one included inside of the other. And then if you say no to this and you're saying no to that, which is inside. And if you say yes to the inside, then are you saying yes to the outside? And how do you separate then between the inside, which is the truth of the outside, which is the lie? That's the, 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 that's the, the hardship of our avoidance. Um, Stam, to give a cute example, the other day, my, uh, one of my children, the little one, says like, ah, oh, he came to my bed at night, and he's like, I'm having bad dreams, take them away, like, push them away. I'm like, okay, I'll push them away. No, no, but, but for real. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where are they? And he goes like this with his hand, like, pointing to his head. They're in the head. And I'm like, so what, should I give little patches to your head so I kick away the, the dream from within it? Like, you know, boom, boom, boom. So maybe it goes from the, out of the ear. 
and he laughed, whatever, and then like that, whatever, Baruch Hashem snapped out, and everything was okay. But the point is, it was an amazing point. Like, if the dream is inside of the head, and my enemy is the negative dream, not the head, how do you take the dream out without damaging the head? Like, I can't, uh, like, do surgery, like, open it and bring a thing inside, a tool that will take it. Yeah, basically, that's what it is. Avodah <laughs> Sabirunim is exactly that doing a very precise surgery inside of reality. Now, the Baal Shem goes on to explain something very, very amazing here with the Gematrias. Um, it's brought in, 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 in this forum of his Talmidim, that because MS is always inside of Sheker, that's why in Gematria, Sheker is of a higher number, 600, than MS, the numeric value of the word truth, MS, is 441. Right? And Shekhar is one, um, 600. What's the difference between the two? 159. Which is Begematria, cotton. Small. Smallness. In other words, MS is the true 441 that's inside. And Shekhar is basically a surrounding effect, like a veil that covers that truth. Shemechase aloemes. The Ruach Tus says in Chesides, it's something that is mechase aloemes. You can't have a metzius called emes and a metzius called sheker because there is no such thing, and everything comes from Hashem. If you know inside of everything there is Hashem and the mechitzas are only imaginary, etc., etc. But then wait, reality is that imaginary part. So, so I know that everything is elokus, but... But how come then things are look or could be so negative? The answer is because there is something surrounding it, covering it. And when you cover the truth, you get a lie. Because like the truth is not exposed. Now that fluff, that air, that imaginary mechitza, that negative thing that covers the truth and makes it seem as if all there is is just that external lie is 159 begematria cotton, which means there is a catnus of the nefesh. This is what it says, listen up, it's amazing. Your nefesh could be gadlus in a magnificent way, fully revealed, shining through your body, expressing in every way your 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 Tainug and Rotsoin are super connected. You're enjoying it. You put all of your might and, and your willpower into it to the point that your brain literally overflows with godly ideas and your heart is, is like exploding of, of his pinus of Ahavo and Nira with Hashem. That's living life fully. That's being in complete bitul, being totally aligned and transparent to the godly light that shines from your neshama through your now bottle transparent being and body. But if you're not at that level, if you let all the little things bother you, if you let every little thing become a new garment, a new costume that covers up your inner MS, then all of that catnus, when you're during that day that things your neshama is just not shining through. You try to daven and it just doesn't go through. You go to Mibzayim, you say, fine, you say the right thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't shining. You can tell very easily when your neshama is shining through you 
and everything just like literally as if you're imagining the example of a, of a musician by Hikenagen Amnagen is the word of the Magid um, like when that the instrument is playing now it doesn't even say that the the uh, what's called the identity of the player basically there is a whole Indian that an example of Bitul with playing an instrument to the point that you when the musician forgets about himself and he forgets he even exists or where he is and he's so into the music that it's just the music sounding through not the instrument through his own body like flowing from the shoyish of the music so to speak into his body into the instrument into the world and it's just like a tsinoi like an empty pipe that lets the flow uh, the, the energy flow through sometimes we're not sometimes we're, we're like very blocked and you're doing the right thing you're, you're you know you're playing it you're playing according to the to the notes you read the notes and and you play it and the music did sound but it wasn't the same thing it wasn't shining your neshama didn't express that's because the katnus the 159 took over and covered up that light from the soul of course there are different levels of how much, to what extent the Katnus uh, conceals that light of the soul, it could be that, like, like we said before, you're, you're still playing, but it's not shining like beautiful, or it could be that it's so bad that you couldn't even play. But that's basically the idea. The idea in general is that that the small space the small emptiness of the surrounding garments to the truth, the imaginary mechitzes that we spoke about before, that's basically the added 159 to the MS that turns it into a now new sheker. Something interesting about Shemto brings is that the word MS is Aleph Memtov, right? We said it's 441. Now, we, we know that words in Hebrew and according to Kabbalah, not only have gematria of their letters, they also have gematria of the letters that feel their pronunciation, which means each letter is like a letter. The Aleph is letter Aleph. But then you pronounce it Aleph, which includes a Lamed and a Fe. Now, if you would write every letter the way you pronounce the letter by itself, Aleph, Mem, Tof, it would be Aleph, Lamed, Fei, Mem, Mem, Tof, Vov. And the gematria of that Aleph, uh, Ms with the Milui is actually 600. <laughs> Which means if you fill up, <laughs> if you do a, like if you inject a lot of fluff and air and, and, and external, externality, emptiness, to that MS, if you don't let it shine, if you cover it, even if it's an imaginary mechitza, that's the definition of Sheker. And now we can finally go to the Torah Simen Lametes in the Kesar Shem Tov and, and connect it to this amazing idea, amazing explanation that Shem Tov gives um, on a piece of Gemara. A very interesting, typical like the Chachomim, in Gemara, they speak, I always say that the Chachomim didn't really have PC rules, like politically correct. They were very blunt and very straight. 
There's a Mishnah, there's a Gemara that says that in Gemara Brachos, it's talking about the, the alohes of how to daven, of how to daven in shul, the responsibilities of a chazan, what happens if he makes a mistake, what if the mistakes makes us suspect that perhaps he's not a full believer, and then we're having him as a chazan and he doesn't fully believe in Hashem. If the guy says, Shema, Shema, like he repeats Shema Israel, we we tell him to be quiet. We, we take him down. We tell him he can't be a chazan anymore. Why? Because if he says, hey there, there is only one God. Hey there, there is only one, one God. Uh, he's not emphasizing. He's saying it twice. Basically, maybe deep down in his heart, he believes in two gods. Maybe he's an idolatry worshiper. Whatever. We can't have him in our shul as a chazan. We tell him to be quiet. Okay, so that's it. That's the, the Mishnah. If somebody says Shma, Shma twice, we tell him to be quiet because he suspects that maybe he believes in two gods. Then the Gemara asks, Rapopa asks Abaye, I have a child about this din. Why do we jump to judge him so straight and, and bring him down? Maybe the poor guy in the beginning couldn't manage to put Kavana. He didn't. Whatever, he was a little blocked, like we said before. He was behind the imaginary mechitze of his cotton inner space. And so he couldn't really connect to the echod, to Shema Yisrael Abaye Echod. He said it, but he wasn't that with Kavana. And that's why he tries and he says it again. So why do you judge him that maybe he doesn't believe in God and believes in two gods? Maybe he it in Kavana the first time and he said it the second. Answer Sabaye, <laughs> listen to this part. What is this? Is this a chavruza with the Are you friends with Hashem? Is there such thing? I mean, you're dumbing in front of the Hebrews. What do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, the first time I didn't think of it. Then the second time I'll manage, I'll fix it. What are we, friends? No, 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 that's not an option. He's standing in front of the Hebrews. If he said it twice, he meant it twice. Oh, but, it, but wait, it could, it could, could, couldn't it be that he did not Kavana? No, it can't be. Because you're in front of Hashem and you should daven with Kavana. And so much so, he says, that if the guy, guy actually did not put Kavana when he says, <laughs> like, hit him with the blacksmith's uh, tool in his head until he puts Kavana. What do you mean? There's no such thing. There's no such thing, no Kavana. Oh, he couldn't do Kavana? Just hit him with the thing. And he said, and you'll see how he puts Kavana. Whoa. Okay, fine. But let's say Abaye is just being tough. Like, he doesn't mean literally you have to go and hit the guy. He means to say, there is no such thing. If you said it without Kavana, you also have to go down. And if your Kavana was doubled, then you go down. So you know what? You said it two times, out. Out the door. Asks the Baal Shem Tov about this Gemara. I understand Abayah's position, but still he didn't answer the question. The question originally was, why do you think he's a koifer? Maybe he just didn't have Kavana. And that he didn't answer. He just said, no, there is no such thing. You should have Kavana. Okay, but if he didn't, you're not answering the question. And the explanation the Baal Shem Tov gives is just unbelievable. Why Davke about Shema 
like the Gemara could have brought the same deen, the Mishnah could have brought the same deen, talking about, uh, I don't know, any other part of that, Moidani twice. It was, there wasn't Moidani at the time of the Mishnah. Um, I could have said, I don't know, um, anything. Shmoineser twice, Moidim twice, actually does say about Moidim. Like you could have just used another example. Dav Kishma, Kishma Yisrael is accept, accepting the yoke, the Malchus Shomayim. Shema Yisrael is saying, I accept there is one God and I serve him, period. It's like the declaration of being Jewish. Now, Damachu Shomayim includes that the Evishter literally surrounds, like, and not only surrounds, it's inside of every single part of earth. Hashem is literally everywhere. And, and if Hashem is everywhere, it means that Hashem was also inside of that early first thought, like the first time you said Shema without the right Kavana, you were saying, why didn't you say it with Kavana the first time? You had some type of Machshav And you're considering now that at the time of the Machshav at the place of behind the imaginary Mechitza, there was no king. So basically, by, by feeling that you need to repeat it, you're basically declaring that in that first enunciation, without Kavona, with the Machshav Hashem wasn't there. There was no godliness in that place. The king is not there because the Mechitza is absolute and it's true. You're basically sustaining the concealment of Elokus. You're voting for the walls for the smallness of your soul that make you believe that you're separated and you're giving in to it. And that's why you want to make a second time now with Kavona, now with Hashem, now for real with the Avishter. As if before there was no Avishter in that. If you do that, then you're Mekatzer Metziuso. Listen to the words about Hashem to use this. You're making shorter Hashem's existence. <laughs> like you're shortening his reach, it's an incredible expression. Because like your God is very small. He only fits into little shuls or little holy spaces, but not everywhere. So to an extent, he did answer. You understand how now he answers with this concept, the, 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 the question he had in the Gemara? Abaya did answer. There is no such thing. If he says Shema twice, then he's also a koifer. Fine, not in the literal sense. Now, if he said Shema twice because of a lack of Kavana, he's also a koifer, not in the literal sense of like believing in two gods, chas v'sholem, but believing in two aspects of life. One that has godliness inside and one that doesn't. That's also not believing in Hashem. That's also making him shorter. That's also limiting the Evishter. If you truly believe that the Mechitas are made up, if you connect to the fact that you're always next to the king, so the moments that you didn't feel the connection, the moments that you did have Machshavazores, the down moments of your life, you were always and also then with the king. That's the thing, that when you do dare to walk in your life, to be a Mechalech, to go through the Mechitzas, to search for the truth, to connect to the MS, the moment you get to, quote unquote, the moment you get to like hold the king and not never let go of him again, at that moment, you can relax 
turn around and not only you'll realize that now you're with the king, you'll be able to see that the mechitzes were never there and you were always next to the king. And Hashem made those imaginary mechitzes to see how you develop your muscles in pushing them through and moving and, and walking through them without being afraid. So the next time you encounter a complex day, an emotionally down, down day, a Yetzirah day, a Machshobah inside yourself, a situation in the world, just focus on the fact that you're always with the Evishter, that everything is a locus, because and all those mechitzes that make you think that this has no godliness to it, and therefore I have to be upset and etc. etc. They're all just holograms. And they look like a huge tiger because that's what's projected. But just gather all your energy, all your soul, all your power in your in your in your neshama and just walk through it. Dare to walk through it. You'll see that it didn't exist and it was just an imaginary image. That's what the Vashemto is telling us. The world is a mixture between MS and Sheker. And Sheker will always surround the MS. But you need to dare to live with your eyes, with your intellectual eyes, fully open, to undress the Sheker of reality and of Elomaze and of yourself and of your own Yetzirah and then dare to live with the truth without the katanus of the 159. Thank you very much for listening and we'll hear each other next week. All the best.